0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast
1: Radio. Welcome back to Southeast Radio's Business Matters with me, Carl Fitzpatrick. Now my final guest this morning, Pat McDonough from Supermax, is a great supporter of Business Matters, but since he last joined us on the show, he has opened the first Supermax in Wexford, he's received the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Irish Franchise Association, and he's been honoured at the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. Pat, you won the industry category at this year's EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. But what does this particular accolade mean to you?
0: Good morning, Carlos. Thanks very much for having me. Well, first of all, I was delighted to to win it because it means that you're kind of uh, selected among your peers to be uh, Entrepreneur of the Year in the industry category. And... um, I suppose any award that you get from your peers is is a bit more significant than anything else because it's people in in business and in industry that uh, vote for you or whatever. Um, So, yeah, and the experience of of EY was excellent in the sense that I met a lot of people who I would never have met uh, if I hadn't entered the award and learned a lot from them. And, again, it's hugely, hugely beneficial, I would say, in the sense that you know, you can call on them at any stage and uh, ask them about something, including Liam Griffin and etc. Exchange thoughts with them and difficulties with them, etc. You know?
1: Of course, one of the greatest benefits of it is the development of your network, as you say. But for such a seasoned entrepreneur as yourself, what did you learn from the process or indeed the other finalists?
0: Well, I suppose you really watch what you learn from it and, and you as I say, you learn something new every day. But you... um you learn really, I suppose, the advantage of uh, of, of working in partnerships and in, in, as as a part of a team. And um, you learn from it. That it's important to be able to pick up the phone and relate to somebody else who might have had a problem or or whatever of of a similar nature, and they can advise you on it. And uh, you learn, as I say, uh, it's, it's you you gain in confidence because sometimes when you're plowing the the, the single furrow on your own you think you might be on your own but there's a lot down the furrow there with you and, and coming across the same challenges and the same opportunities as, as, as you have
1: and of course problem solving is a daily occurrence in business how do you approach solving complex problems well
0: depending on how I suppose, complex it is you have to make your own decision depending on the at the end of the day but you do learn listen to what other people say and again teamwork is where it, it, there's there's huge huge importance in it and everyone's contribution is worthwhile. So when you assimilate all those and, and assess them, that's as well as when you make the decision. Look, you're not always going to get it right, but if you get it right 60, 70, 80% of the time, you're doing very well.
1: And of course, there's lots of ups and downs in business. But in terms of resilience, how have you built your resilience up over the years?
0: It's a confident thing. You know, it's, if you're self-confident, if you can... Believe in yourself if you can. Believe in the people around you, and you uh, use your own judgment and your own conscience to make a decision. Then you know that's that's uh, that's really it. Um, as I say, it doesn't it doesn't always work out, but once it works out, the best. Vast- Greater percentage of times, then that's fine.
1: Now, Supermax opened its 118th outlet in Larkins Cross in Wexford last June. Why Wexford, Pat? And why did you decide to open outside of the town? Well,
0: we've been so long trying to get into the town that it was difficult to get the get a site. And I'm sure I, I've been down there at least 20 or 30 times. Sometimes the site mightn't suit. Sometimes, uh, you know, the, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It wasn't possible. Maybe to buy the site. And uh, sometimes maybe planning permission wasn't wasn't kind of uh, either forthcoming or wasn't kind of uh, wasn't received fairly uh, received fairly well on the site. So you have a whole different set of challenges in in, in, in getting a good site. And as I say, in, in Larkins Cross, we hit I think the right target there, the right spot, and uh, I think it's working very well for both parties there.
1: And why was Wexford such an important area for you to locate in? you know, we had not been, we haven't
0: any site in Wexford. It was important to kind of get a footing there. You know, we will uh, obviously open other sites along the, uh, uh, in Wexford. But as I say, it was important to get just to get a footing there and um, get started. And hugely important, as I say, Wexford is a great town, a great, uh, great county. And um, we're looking forward to further uh, expansion there.
1: And what is the plan in terms of the rollout of further stores across the county over the coming years?
0: Well, again, it's all down to location, 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 and wherever you can get the right site and the right location, then that's and and then obviously succeed in getting planning permission. That's what you you have to to work on. But unquestionably, uh, we will be whether it's next year or the year after, we will we will be uh, opening another site down there.
1: And how is the outlet performing in Larkins Cross, Pat?
0: Oh, exceptionally well it's under the uh, we we put in a, a franchisee there uh, paul o'brien who was uh, also um the site in carlo two sites in carlo actually and um uh, it's going very well it went uh, beyond our wildest dreams uh when we opened there uh, initially uh, it's leveled off now but as i say we're still delighted with the with the with the with the reception we've got and with the the, the businesses there
1: and Pat, when you go out to look at a new site to locate a supermax on, what criteria do you have to review and assess it against?
0: You look and see the accessibility of it. It's mostly drive throughs and out-of-town sites we'd be looking at anymore. Um, uh, so you, you, you look at the accessibility of it. You look at the parking area, the size of the site, what roads it's on, etc. And what traffic kind of it can generate. And again, uh, it's it's Sometimes it's your good instinct, you know, uh, but you, you can do all the surveys you want, but you have to go and physically see it and get a feel for the place, and get a feel for the, the, the site, et etc and, and, and what the, uh, in some cases, what the traffic flows are, what the pedestrian flows are, if there are pedestrians in that area. But it's all about, you know, uh, going probably from experience, and I suppose i am met it nearly 40, over 40 years now, so uh, I should know a bit about it.
1: Now you recently stated that we are faced with a little tightening of the belt coming forward. Why do you believe that this is the case?
0: I think uh, you know with the number. There's never just one reason alone why people tighten their belts a bit. Um, so I suppose Brexit has been there for a while. It's a lack of confidence, kind of in the in the with the public out there in the market. It's because of maybe increased rents, uh, which which is uh, affecting everyone across the country. Farmers aren't doing as well as they were uh, and uh, there's, there's, there's just generally when when uh, there's a lack lack of confidence in the in the market then you have a situation where people kind of uh, become a bit conservative
1: and Pat on that basis what are you doing to prepare for this tightening
0: well look it's not anything radical yet I wouldn't uh, be overly uh exercise about it as of yes, but I think you have to kind of uh just watch your obviously in, in, in our business your overheads, your labour costs, your 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 costs generally uh are something you have to watch and um you don't want to leave that in the last minute until and, and that obviously increased in last uh, uh last year in the budget. That has a serious effect in the service industry. That together with increased wages and increased overheads uh that's sending a bit of a, a red flag up for businesses there because it's only probably now that they really feel the, the pinch of that 4.5% extra.
1: And I do believe as well that you're quite vexed over the charges which Irish Water is charging for connections. Well,
0: I, you know, as I say, it's 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 right across the board. So whether it's race, whether it's Irish Water, whether it's sometimes in some cases, you know, uh, cost of connections for ESB or for electricity or whatever, um, all these kind of uh, red tape attached to planning commissions, etc. All these have a kind of a, a serious effect on on, on on setting up a business, and it's quite difficult uh, in today's circumstance for anyone starting off uh, to to be able to deal with all those issues. Um, and whether it's, say, the cost of collections for Irish Water, uh, or whether it is whatever else rates increases right across the country at the moment. Um, then you know it's 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 it's, uh, it's, it's difficult, as I say, for y- younger people starting off and trying to start up a business or whatever, because uh, the overheads are preventative.
1: On the topic of commercial rates, the valuations office in Dublin is completing a revaluation of commercial rates right across the country as we speak. What are your thoughts on the process that they're engaged in? Well,
0: you know, I, I mean, they've targeted probably. Some businesses are more so than others, and some areas more so than others. And um, I know that we had a rate increase in Barack Obama Plaza from about 65,000 to 145,000. Now that's approximately three grand a week or thereabouts. But if you add another three grand on top of that to in your insurance, uh, if you add another r- roughly 1500 for, um, for water rates, then you have a situation where you have 7500 uh of a cost before you ever open the door. And that's all very relative because depending on where your location is, that's, that can re- relate to whatever lo- location or whatever business you're in. But, uh, you know, it's a serious cost. And when you see what are you getting back for it, very little, if anything.
1: Now, of course, you are very vocal on the claims culture, which has become an epidemic here in Ireland. There has been lots of talk about this over the last number of years, but really, has anything changed?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's this is it's 15 years, I think, of course, since we we highlighted this before, and at the time, um, it was dealt with by the then minister um, Mary Harney and Michael McDowell. And they set up the PIB, which was very successful for the first few years until um, the Law Society decided to uh, challenge it. And after 21 judicial reviews, 21, I mean, you normally have a judicial review once or twice in anything, maximum. But 21 judicial reviews, uh, they won their case for being allowed to represent their clients in Payev or whatever, and uh, accordingly, it kind of uh, reduced or diminished or whatever uh, pieb's capability of dealing with claims, which they had done successfully, successfully for a number of years, and that allowed the legal profession uh, or certain elements of the legal profession to engage again with the courts, etc., and so therefore. PIB was rendered pretty uh, much to be just uh, an evaluator or evaluation on claims. And whilst all claims had to go through by, their the clients were often advised by their legal uh, advisors that they would get more in the courts. And um, so therefore we're back into the position that uh, prevailed you know, 20, 15 years plus ago, 20 years ago, etc. So now we're back nearly in a worse position civil liability act of 2004 hadn't been uh, hasn't been fully implemented in actual fact uh, back in the uh, in that act in 2014 or 2004 I beg your pardon the the uh, claims were supposed to be reported within 2 months um, now that has been totally overlooked uh also a fraudulent claimant was supposed to be referred to the DPP for prosecution, um, that was totally, pretty much totally ignored. There was a few cases, a very, very, very few. I think two or three up to quite recently, up to the last year or so. Um, it has been introduced, I think, a bit more, but not very much in the last year. But anyway, so there was absolutely no penalty. Um, and it, I saw somewhere recently where where uh, somebody said. Um, they just were told to go out and spin the wheel again. So um, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's it's it's. what as I said, I interviewed two people over the last two months who uh, both ran their own business and who, because of insurance, decided it was no longer viable and just walked away and decided to go back into the into the workforce again. So it is um, a serious issue. It ha- it needs to be addressed. I don't think there's it's happening fast enough. There's, certainly there's uh, judicial council and all this type of stuff being talked about but if the law was implemented as it is it would stop a lot of it.
1: Pat there's a lot you would like to change in this country especially around the whole area of bureaucracy. With the general election being called for May 2020 would you have any temptation to put your name on the ballot paper?
0: Not in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> not at all. I wouldn't have the patience to um, to get involved because and first of all I'm too busy I have too much to do with the minute but secondly, I just haven't uh, haven't the for it. And if you you know you have to like it, love and be passionate about what you do. And if you don't, then move on, go on to something else or whatever. So I wouldn't have any uh, interest in it.
1: And Pat, finally, the last time you and I met was at the Irish Franchise Awards in Clontarf Castle, when you picked up the Lifetime Achievement Award. On the basis of that, what advice have you got for the next generation of entrepreneurs?
0: Well, look at every generation has its own opportunities and uh, its own challenges. Um, um, how you know the, the, this? At, at, I suppose at this stage, uh, there's a lot of changes happening in in in, in the market out there. Um, so I, I I suppose I would say is find out what you like, what you love, what you can devote your time to, and um, be prepared to. You know, come, come, come to an old cul-de-sac along the way, and be prepared to change your direction every so often. And uh, uh, but if you're passionate enough about what you do, if you're uh, willing to make the self-sacrifice, if you're um, determined enough uh, to, to 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 go on when everyone else is maybe advising you not to, and if you're, you're if you're if you have a, a mindset that you'll never give up. Um, and if you have common sense, is probably another big, big aspect to it. Uh, then you won't go too far wrong. Um, and uh, use, use whatever um, friends and connections you have to uh, help you through the, 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 sometimes the difficult times and the good times as well.
1: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Pat McDonough from Supermax. And I would like to thank Pat for sharing his passionate views with us this morning.